yeah, bruh. Welcome to the TKD update presented to you by Mo and McGee. Chicken or chicken? <laughs> All right, folks. This is Mo and McGee on TKD. Kevin, I heard you called somebody in this week. Yep. He's coming off of a real big week. Uh, got his trophy. We have Dan Swift today. Thank you. Uh, I did uh, finally get the trophy from last year. I stayed up on Friday night stroking it for about 13 hours, the trophy, and <laughs> proceeded to kick Greg's ass all weekend. Well, uh, Dan, you're need to get closer to your microphone for one, but uh, I just don't want any lube on that thing uh, this year when I win it, so try to at least towel her off every once in a while. There was so much dust on this thing, I think Kevin was keeping it in like a woodshed. Yeah, what the fuck, oh no, man? bullshit! I have a nice little pedestal right here that is now sits bare ass empty. And it will. It's for the an eyesore. No, it's coming it's back. I'm sorry. When I had it, I regularly dusted it every now and then to keep it fresh, Kevin. I think it was just when I rolled into greasy little Cedar Falls, the dust shook out. <laughs> the dust <laughs> blow of Cedar Falls. Yeah, <laughs> um. Yeah, you can't fucking hear him. What are you talking into? <laughs> What do you want me to talk into? Is this better? I mean, you were you were louder five seconds ago. Now you're quiet as a church mouse. Hold on. Let me get some headphones. Christ. <laughs> Let's just talk about the general standings of the league while he's getting headphones, Kevin. So we have three four and one teams. Two of them we think are good. One I don't know how he's four and one, Huber. Um so Carter, <laughs> Kramer, Huber. A bunch of three and two teams that include Woods, Murphy, Dan, Higgins, a couple two and three teams, including you and you and me. Uh, and then TKD Daddy, Truck Nuts, and Garrett, who is just cursed beyond belief, is in last. Um, what do you think about the general shakeout of the standings right now? Yeah, I, I think he hit on some key points there. Huber, I think, is. Heavily outperformed um, his expected record right now. Uh, he's currently sets what's that eighth in points, um, but manages to be four and one. Um, and then, um, you know, Luke kind of scooting up the rankings there. I think we expected him um, to make a little bit of a, a run towards the playoffs, um, and then obviously kind of skip back down to Garrett. Um, Pretty pretty god awful so far. Four hundred thirty six points, which is uh, eighty points lower than anybody else. I don't think we've seen that through six weeks in the season ever. Through, yes, five weeks in the season. Yeah, and um, you know, makes a big trade. It does well for him. I think he probably would have won his matchup had. Well, it would have been a lot closer had. Teddy Ridgewater been able to stay in and Travis Kelsey not gone off for four touchdowns uh, last night. But I guess we'll talk about that as soon as Dan pulls his ass. There he is. Um, all right, let's talk about our first matchup. Uh, this guy edged you by two points, Dan. Wood scored the highest of the week, 165. Murphy, unfortunately, puts a big total, 134, um, but loses. What's your general thoughts on uh, the old uh, Woods Woodsmobile? 
he got lucky. Usually I'm the one on uh, in the league that's the best at edging, but Woods took this one. Uh, Tyler Lockett is washed up. He got lucky with a couple of long touchdown catches in that game. Uh, he's not going to be a consistent over 20-point performer for Woods on a go-forward basis. So really I'm not concerned. Uh, Ryan is bottom of the barrel in this league, and uh, he's had an okay start here aided by some – Beginner's luck, but you know that's what happens when you come to a fine establishment like LCS. Kevin, you're a little more bullish on on Woods' team. A, a, a little bit, um, yeah. Saquon's had a hell of a season so far, and as much as ugly it is as it is to play both Seahawks wide receivers, I mean, Geno's pushed the ball enough to make it worthwhile. That defense has been bad enough to make it worthwhile, um, and then Mandrews is is. Ben Mandrews, um, he's going to have a, a nice high ceiling, uh, or and also a, a really nice high floor. Um, I like Woods' team. Um, and maybe a little bit of Gunner's luck in there, but uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of it plays out. Yeah, for I mean, drafting both. To be fair, I hated this team when it was originally drafted. Um, Najee Harris has kind of proved me right. Um, I was never going to draft Saquon Barkley, probably. Um, and I didn't, so it shows you what that, that happens. And I don't think I was ever going to draft either Seahawk receiver. So, uh, you know, shows what I know. It does show I think that's going to be know. a theme the rest of this season. <laughs> Episode? <laughs> shows what I know? Um, yeah. Let's head to uh, the old Smoking Jays. Um Austin Eckler, current RB1, he traded for him inexplicably. Greg gave up Austin Eckler. Uh, Damian Pierce is rounding into form as Josh Allen. Is it time to worry if you're Dustin, though? Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Conklin, not a good little back-end receiving core there. A little ugly. Um, You know, hopefully... If you're dusty, Michael Thomas makes a run back or Deontay Johnson just kind of returns to form. These guys are going to score touchdowns. Um, they didn't this week, but they will. Um, kind of ebb and flow a little bit. We'll have to figure out the tight end position. Can't take zeros there. What do you think about Murphy's team, Dan? Well, it's funny you should say he's got a pretty weak back end because I've been suspecting Dusty's gay for the better part of seven <laughs> years now. So not surprising. Uh, but you know, I do like the Damian Pierce pick. Uh, I was a little upset when he took him. He is, uh, you know, he's starting to get the carries he deserves in that backfield. It'll be, you know, we'll see how that plays out the rest of the year. I feel like they're going to be down in a lot of ball games. So we'll see if he evolves into a pass catcher to pick up some points in the PPR league. But, you know, uh, but beyond that, it's going to take some heroic performances from Eckler and Josh Allen with how weak that back end is. Um, uh, you know, Sutton's going to get his targets in the end zone, but really I don't see a playable flex on, on Dusty's team in the playoffs. Yeah, you would know about weak back ends, wouldn't you, Dan? Um, Been slamming them shut for eight years. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the next highest scorer, and that was actually you, Dan. You put up 163. Um, Greg kind of mentioned in the group chat that he is just getting absolutely destroyed week in, week out. He's putting up good point totals, but uh, 
Too much JJ, too much Gabe Davis, and then all three running backs look fantastic right now. Uh, that they do. Uh, you know, my team is mediocre at best. Uh, I wouldn't expect me to score over 120 points on an average basis uh, from here forward. Uh, it, it, it's frustrating to start Zach Wilson as my quarterback, but that's what happens when you have scumbags like Derek who bench load their fucking quarterbacks in this league. And then beyond that, I've just gotten a little bit lucky. Ramondre had a nice game, had some carries, uh, benefits from the injuries there in New England. Justin Jefferson is a god, and he should be treated like it. Gabe Davis is probably going to my bench for the rest of the year, but that trade worked out for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, from there, I'm uh, open for business on trading any of my running backs not named Chubby or Stevenson. Oh, there you go. Um Dan, you executed one of the weirdest trades with uh, with Kevin, pulling off uh, kind of a midweek little shit show, Jarek McKinnon for Julio Jones. Uh, Kevin dumped Jarek McKinnon almost right away. You were keeping on Julio Jones. There's something you saw in Julio that uh, gives you a little promise. No, I told Kevin I was going to dump him, and then I just kept him for a week to fuck with Kevin a little bit, but... We were just happened to be sitting by each other, and I said, let's shock the world. Let's get something done. But then I looked at Kevin's team and realized I didn't want to be scumming down with you in the one and four zone and said, all right, you give me Julio and watch this. I'm going to start Julio Jones in week 10, if that's not a spy. Just because of Kevin allowing me on this podcast, if week 10, let me check who it is. Ooh, yes. The Seahawks, they gave me a shootout. In Tampa, I will start Julio Jones regardless, as long as he's healthy, regardless. Okay. There's, a, there's the deal, there Kevin. There we go. Um, Pencil it in. What, Dan's, Dan seems a little pessimistic on almost every team, a little pessimistic, pessimistic about his own self. Um, what do you think generally? There is some players here, Gabe Davis, TJ Hawkinson, that are a little more up and down than, than you'd like, but... The core of this team is pretty solid. Yeah, core, core is pretty solid. He's going to have a, a nice few weeks out of Ramondre long term. Um, Elijah Mitchell comes back. Um, hopefully it's not a committee. I think that's the worst case scenario for Dan is if, you know, Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell split. Uh, and I think that's the nightmare scenario. Other than that, you know, there's some nice pieces there. Running back depth could be the question mark and figuring out that quarterback position, as you said. Um, Running back depth, Kevin. What are you talking about? Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Jeff Wilson, Cordero Patterson, and then Elijah Mitchell instead of Jeff Wilson when he comes back. Yeah, Yeah, suck my dick, Kevin. Damian Harris comes back. Ramondre Stevenson's relegated to some guy that you you don't really want to play. Stevenson's Um, been playable with Damian Harris. Shut yeah. up, Kevin. It's been Look playable, these, but not anything you're happy about. <clears throat> Look at these point totals, Kevin. Even with Damian Harris, 20, 12, and then without him, 19.5. But anyways, he had 20 with him. What? Yeah, you skipped the first two weeks where it was four, six. He wasn't in my starting lineup then. He knew it wasn't time to shine. <laughs> well, maybe his hamstrings were a little weak those first two weeks. Well, I tell you what, this is going to be an all-time season where I just did not realize that ankles were more important than ACLs when evaluating these players on tape. Elijah Mitchell, Trey Lance, 
uh, Corderell. You know, I was so focused on ACLs, I forgot the other parts of the body this year in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got to got to think about the ankles. Um, let's talk about Greg's team real quick. Leonard Fournette round into form. Derek Henry is really good. Marquise Brown really good. Um, T. Higgins throws up a zero. James Robinson kind of stinks again. Um, 130, good enough to win most weeks, but not this week. Um, Greg's now sitting at one and four, Kevin. Is there any chance for him in the playoffs? Do you think he has a run in him with the current squad? No, I think he's going to have to make a move. Um, right now he's kind of forced himself into playing three running backs. And, you know, at this point you don't really want to play James Robinson, even in the flex. Um, and he lost a trade to see him too with James Robinson. Absolutely. I, I think he has to try to pair a two for one and, and, and get a better wide receiver. Maybe try to upgrade Lazard into somebody just a little bit one tier higher. Dan, where well, are you at with Greg's team? Does he have a chance at the playoffs sitting one and four? Uh, the answer is no, although I don't hate his team as much as I probably should. Uh, Kevin made one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard in that he's forced himself into playing three running backs. No, he stupid. doesn't. Most weeks he's going to start Fournette and Henry. Robinson's a bench piece mm-hmm. for him. He has enough wide mm-hmm. receiver depth that he can play three if he wants to. Uh, I think Juju and Lazard Which? are both serviceable flex options in this league. And you're an idiot, Kevin. Kevin's best. What? No, I. Sure you, can play Juju or, sure, you can play Juju or Lazard, but you know, Greg really. He missed the trade window with James Robinson. He he, he should have made the move earlier. Um, he had the opportunity, missed it, and I, I don't think he's going to be too pleased picking between Juju and Alan Lazard on a given week. Kevin, what's your, what's your trade value? If you wanted to give Greg a little insider information, what's the trade value of James Robinson right now? Virtually dog shit. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I think he could pair James Robinson with Alan Lazard or pair James Robinson with Juju Smith-Schuster and, and maybe get like a more straight down the middle wide receiver three instead of somebody that's... Like, I don't know. You're hoping he's a guy out there like three? Adam Thielen or something. I don't know. Adam, Adam Thielen or. Sure. Or f- feel free to find somebody not on Moe's team. Um, but yeah, that's about about the value that I, I, I think that's he'd be able to get. Dan, you have any thoughts on James Robinson? Yeah, I mean, he's trash and uh, he should have capitalized on the one week where he was a boom and he didn't. And. It's what you get, Greg. Uh, Greg and Carter, proverbial, just guys who don't make the moves at the right time. But let me Greg's tell you. Usually... <laughs> tell me what. Well, you know, I heard baby number three might be on the way, so he's making some different moves. <laughs> hey, more power to him. I mean, like I said, when we congratulated him on baby number two, we know he's had sex at least twice now. So baby number three is on the way. That's a th- three-time sex haver right there um more than kevin's had sex that's for sure absolutely (laughs) yeah especially when you're one and four she isn't even touching you kevin (laughs) oh i'm two and three you shut your damn mouth 
she's two and three, Dan. She lets him touch. She lets him touch every now and then. Yeah. Kevin um, gets to drink the baby milk at night if he's a good boy during the day. All right. Let's head to Luke's team. Luke got a big win, 135 to 111 over Garrett. Garrett was threatening, uh, had some good performances. Travis Kelsey, too much. Dalvin Cook, too much. Uh, Devonta Smith has turned into a really nice flex piece for him, too. And the kicker here is that Rashad Penny goes down. Kenneth Walker is probably a surefire RB2 now. Um, I, Dan, Kevin has had a love affair with Higgins' team. Um, I'm guessing you're going to throw some cold water on that. Mm, no, I'd still, I'd still, you know, have cordial sex with Luke's team. But I think Derek Carr at quarterback is a liability. Luke should be streaming quarterbacks at this point. Um, you know, Devontae Smith's developed into a nice piece there in the flex, but I thought it was a stretch when he grabbed him when he did in the draft. Uh, if that was me, I really struggle with playing two receivers from the same team, even when they are Devontae and A.J. Brown. Dobbins, you know, it's going to be tough to see him ever being a, bu- a boom guy. Could be a bust guy some weeks. So, uh, you know, Luke's got a nice little team. Um, be a real shame if I saw Debo go down, though. <laughs> so waiting for the Debo <laughs> comment. Um, Kevin, I think this is a pretty easy switch. J.K. Dobbins out, Kenneth Walker in. Um, Dan did mention has some quarterback issues for sure. Um, But when you're trotting out Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, throw now Kenneth Walker in there, um, I'm guessing you love this team more than you ever have before. Yeah, I mean, it just keeps looking better. And now he has a lot of running back depth that he can parlay into upgrading that quarterback position or, uh, you know, move away from the the double uh, Eagles wide receivers. I don't know that I, I would move away from the Eagles wide receivers, but I mean, if, if you want to try to upgrade Devonta into something else, I, I think he has the pieces to, you know, look across to Garrett's team. Garrett, take two of those running backs in a heartbeat. I don't know, Kevin. Let's go over to Garrett's team. Garrett had uh, the two trade pieces come in. Alvin Kamara, Mike Williams, both put up 23.4. Kind of looks like a boom for Garrett. Um, unfortunately, the guys that were already on his team kind of blew it. Uh, Drake London, seven and a half, James Conner, 7.3. And then talk about streaming quarterbacks. I think Garrett's gotten zero burger from there a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, I was, I was hoping, uh, I was going to tell Garrett that you should start Baker Mayfield next week, but Baker got uh, his injury out of the way. So we don't have to worry about that. It's been ugly. People forget that uh, Garrett has a very, very, very valuable trade piece on his bench in DeAndre Hopkins. And I think uh, it's getting to be the time where there's some playoff contenders that uh, would make a move for him in advance of his return in a couple weeks. And maybe Garrett upgrades more than what DeAndre is really worth the rest of the way. That's Dan, that's hard hitting fantasy analysis. Absolutely right. Um Right now, DeAndre Hopkins is a complete unknown. We've known what he's done in the past. Obviously, with Arizona, it's been a little bit shaky. Uh, but now with Marquise Brown there, Rondell Moore, Greg Dortch, A.J. Green, 
Zach Ertz, a lot of competition, Kevin. What are you valuing a potential DeAndre Hopkins return? I I value DeAndre Hopkins through the roof. I have him in multiple leagues. I, I think he's the true alpha. And when Kyler was playing well, it was because he was forcing the ball into DeAndre Hopkins at all levels of the field. Um, so when DeAndre can come back, um, I, I'm valuing him very, very highly. Um, is Garrett or you know a potential trade partner valuing him the same? I'm not sure. Hey, Garrett, here's a PSA from Dan Swift. Trade Hayden Hurst this week. He had his best week he's going to have all year. You have no wide receivers on your bench beyond DeAndre. Kyle Pitts is your guy there, although he sucks this year. Get him back in the lineup, capitalize on Hurst, trade away Hopkins, and get out of the basement. Yeah, there's quite a few tight end needy teams where, you know, potentially parlay the Hurst, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'd be even interested in him potentially getting away from James Conner and making it a three for one or a three for two. And, um, you know, maybe even Kevin trades him Lamar. And then this seems ready to shake off. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> put, all right. Put, put, put the trade request in, Garrett. Um, okay, okay. While we have both these rosters up, AJ Dillon and Devontae Smith for DeAndre Hopkins. Who, who says no? Is that Garrett that says no? Oh, Is I that think, Luke says no? I think Luke says no. Yeah, I just don't see that A.J. Dillon is a playable piece for Garrett, but that's just me. Well, and to be honest, Luke missed out on a window to trade A.J. Dillon. I offered him multiple, multiple trades for A.J. Dillon, and he hasn't put up over 10 points. So, whoops. Um, sorry, Luke. Let's go to Kevin's matchup. Kramer, 4-1. Kevin now in the doldrums, two and three. Uh, Kramer's team's just a wagon. He had Christian Kirk and Jamar Chase combined for 14. Devin Singletary only chipped in 5.6. Jonathan Taylor is in his IR spot. Still puts up 130. Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, all pretty outstanding. I would say that out of all the teams that we've talked about with RB depth, Kramer's probably the best. Yep, and I I walked into the draft or walked out of the draft saying that I hated those three picks: Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, and Devin Singletary. All picked con, uh, consecutively for Kramer. And they all are at least mostly looking like hits so far. Um, so shows what I know. Maybe. Uh, you know, Dan, you have a lot of th- you had a lot of thoughts about Kramer's selections on draft day. Outside of, I mean, Jonathan Taylor looks kind of like a bust-ish right now. Jamar Chase not looking pretty, but got him in the seventh round. Uh, Kramer's draft, outside of those two guys, looks like he hit on almost every pick. Yeah, he did. I think he's always going to struggle with who he slots in the flex every week, even after Taylor, if he ever returns, comes back. So. You know, I don't pay attention in just in uh, injury news. I don't know if he's out for the year or not, but whatever. Uh, you know, so he's going to struggle with the flex spot. Uh, I could see him parlaying uh, Josh Jacobs' big week into a better upgrade for that uh, flex the remainder of the year, perhaps even a better tight end than Goddard if that's available. 
Has Kramer ever made a trade, Kevin? To my knowledge, no. I'd have to dig okay. into the database. I, I highly doubt he's ever made a trade. Um, I always, I always, when I talk to Kramer about this, he always says that it's tough to find people that value, you know, your players the same as you value them, and you know, you valuing other people's players the same. And that's the general kind of consistency among trades. But I mean. He desperately does need a wide receiver. DJ Moore is not a hit. Christian Kirk, two bad games in a row. Jaguars look like they're going to Jaguar. Um, and Jamar Chase really hasn't been Jamar Chase. The running backs and Jalen Hurts are carrying him. Can he parlay a running back into a high-end wide receiver? I don't know if he'll, he has the has the guts to pull the trigger. Have to wait Dan? and see. And does he have the guts? No, he has no guts. He's a sick fuck. He's in his last week in his 29s. When he becomes 30 next week, maybe he'll man up. That's true. Does turn the big 3-0 soon. Um, doesn't matter, though. Uh, you know, he has those bad performers in Kirk, Jamar Chase, Devin Singletary. Pretty easy to combat when you're facing Kevin. Um Kevin has, you know, his high score was McCaffrey. Second highest score was Josh Reynolds. Not a good sign. Kevin, you think you keep thinking Keenan Allen's going to be the magic elixir for this team. I don't know. At this point, that's my only hope. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have Keenan Allen in multiple leagues. Every week sucks a little bit more. Not a lot of high spots on this team. I'm still excited about Romeo Dobbs, but... Um, yeah, we're we're gonna try to make one more move, make a little bit of a run, but it's looking like pack it up and uh, avoid beer mile and see you see you next year. So Dan, you mentioned when you were trading with with Kevin, you looked over at his roster. There wasn't much to be had there. Who who can who can Kevin realistically get some value out of trade wise? Um, he, he's not gonna trade McCaffrey, so just keep him out of the conversation, but. Um, any other pieces that you see are interesting? Mm, no, not really, but that's maybe me posturing a bit because there's a couple of guys I have my eyes on and I'm not about to uh, display those for the world here. Well, that's, that's the, you guys give us a bunch of crap for coming on to Mo and McGee every week, but we got it. It's hard work to just kind of talk for this long and not spill your beans about which players you really like and which players you don't. So good. To openly there. show, show your hand to the entire league. Yeah. It's not fun, but we do it anyway. Okay, Kevin, I will make you a trade offer live. Wow. Live. All right. I will, I will Can't trade you and remind you, I did trade Gabe Davis for Debo Samuel or the opposite. Okay. So, I know I what recall. I'm doing, so <laughs> relax a second and think about this. I will take Travis Etienne Jr. off your hands for the small price of uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> I cannot do that. And there's two reasons oh, no. why. One, because I'm overly invested in Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh, other leagues and the other reason is Travis Etienne should be probably unless I really like Jamison Williams next year 
my keeper pick. Um, <laughs> James Robinson, uh, not under contract next year. Travis Etienne should be the workhorse back and hopefully a better offense. Um, it's intriguing. You literally, you're literally playing for next year in week five of an 18-week NFL season. Yep, that makes me sick. Dan, do you seriously yeah. think that, that that Jeff Wilson plugged into this lineup is going to turn it around? Hey, no. Um, <laughs> so I can't right. sacrifice next year um, for Jeff Wilson Jr. There you go. But keep firing him my way. <laughs> I mean, you're um, you suck, Kevin. Look at your wide receivers. I mean, they might combine across your starting wide receivers plus your flex. Plus the three on your bench for maybe 30 targets between the six of them a week right now. That's really bad. And and he over and he purposely drafted a lot of wide receivers early. Yeah, we do yeah, remember I, draft I, day, Kevin. We do remember <laughs> draft day. I, I did walk down and uh, missed on Allen Robinson. Brandon Cooks was okay. Bateman was okay. But no big winners there. Whoops. Yeah, Can't win yeah, them all. Whoops. Um, Big winner, Huber, uh, you know, gets the upset over the previously unbeaten Carter. Um, Huber, we kind of mentioned at the beginning in the standings talk. I don't know if, Dan, you were on for this, but we're under the impression that Huber is kind of a fraudulent 4 and one team. Um, and as you look down at his lineup, Justin Herbert should be better. Aaron Jones should be better. Jalen Waddell's hit and miss. Cooper's been good. But generally, you know, this team on paper shouldn't be winning as much as it is, but he's doing it. And you mentioned holding two quarterbacks, holding two tight ends, um, kind of a mess on the bench, but a win's a win, right? A win is a win. Uh, This team is fraudulent. I would be more than happy to face Derek in the playoffs. Anytime you're starting two Denver Broncos players in the year 2022, uh, you have serious issues. And Amari Cooper, while he had a nice week this week, he is not the man he used to be for the Browns this year. Um, they're going to continue to rely on the run, as we've seen when they've gone to the pass. Their defense just absolutely blows it up for some reason. So they're going to eat clock the rest of the year, and Derek is really going to struggle in the playoffs. In fact, I will bet right now first-round exit oh. for Derek. First-round oh. exit. Okay. I would even I'd be go I'd might go far enough to say that he completely misses the playoffs. I know it'd be a stretch at this point. It's on the table. Long, long season, long season. Um, Kevin DeAndre Swift coming back makes this team a little bit more interesting. However, Aaron Jones has shown now that he's kind of settled into a ten to fourteen point guy. He might have the thirty point blowups once every four or five weeks, but um, sharing with A.J. Dillon, he's not going to be a big ceiling guy. Melvin Gordon's sharing with Mike Boone. And then, you know, Jerry Judy is taking a backseat to Cortland Sutton. Is there a way that this team is a lot better and we're just kind of being pessimistic about it? Absolutely. We're wrong sometimes. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, th- I think the the main way that happens is Melvin Gordon stops fumbling the ball, um, becomes a, a true workhorse and kind of phases Mike Boone out. 
Um, I have a tough time seeing Jerry Judy overtaking um, Corlin Sutton, but I mean, still an elite separator. Um, so it's possible. I just don't see it with, with how Russ is playing. Um, Needs Swift to come back and, and, and be very, very good. I mean, you look through that lineup, almost every player is either, you know, the secondary person on their team or at least heavily sharing their workload, including DeAndre Swift, Kevin. I mean, I don't think Jamal Williams is going to completely go away. No, he, he, he's not. We talked about how it was a timeshare um, before Swift was hurt. And then um, obviously as they work him back, they're, they're not going to throw all of a sudden up. 100% workload at him. So it, it's going to get not much better, not very fast. All right, let's go over to Carter's team. First loss of the season. Uh, Dan, Kevin said last week to be worried. Uh, Carter's team is relying on CH and Miles Sanders. Said that was a little scary. This was the scenario Kevin was talking about. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, bad game. Miles Sanders, bad game. Uh, wide receivers didn't do enough to cover him. Um, Carter's obviously very good, but can is this the floor of Carter's team? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, something I've always said in fantasy is when you have too many options, you have no options. And that's, that's going to be Carter the remainder of the year. Uh, CEH, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris now out. Raheem Mostert, you know, it's a crapshoot of who he throws in there that week if they're going to have a blow-up or not. And, um, you know, obviously zero from Darren Waller with the injury early on in that game. We'll see how he comes back. Maybe Carter's in the market for a tight end this week as a little plug-and-play. Maybe you take advantage of that Garrett. Um, So, (laughs) anyways, uh, you know, I think Carter's going to have a strong team into the playoffs. He just needs to figure out who he rotates in and find a stalwart or two at the running back position because his wide receivers are going to be dominant. Yeah, very true. Um, Speaking of dominant receivers, let's head to my matchup with Brad. Um, Just enough. Just by the skin of my teeth, um, I really had no one play well except for Cooper Cup, which is to be expected. Kind of like you said, Daniel Carlson Dan, I, played pretty fucking well. That's true. Daniel Carlson, my second highest <laughs> score on my entire team. Um, I'm kind of in the situation that Carter is with his running backs where I have, you know, I vacillate in between Curtis Samuel, Chris Godwin. Didn't really matter. Um, so throwing Adam Thielen there, I don't know who I'm going to start in my flex every week. RB2 is an absolute shit show. Russell Wilson sucks. Thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be good. He sucks. Um, I 97 is bad for my team. It's probably, you know, about as bad as my team will do. But this could happen more than once the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's happened every week, brother. That's not uh, true. <laughs> Your That's team is... One- your team is, is is meddling. This is I relate Mo's team to his grades when he was at Hawkeye Community College. Uh, never could achieve an A, but probably also never failed a class. So, uh, you know, Mo, you're gonna you're gonna sit there in the middle all year. Uh, I hope you lose more than you win. Cooper Cup's gonna carry your team. CD's gonna do more than ten points, but 
Brother, I don't know what to do with the QB and running back position from here forwards. Uh, I hope to God you need somebody bad and uh, get desperate and give me Cooper Cup, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Well, and my my problem, and I've bitched about this to Kevin countless times, Curtis Samuel has at least seven targets in every game. Uh he he's good. Chris Godwin now is going to be good. Adam Thielen's a bit hit or miss, but it's not bad. I just can't get anyone to take these guys. No one wants to take them. Um, George Kittle, I don't know what his problem is. Uh, and so, yeah, probably sit where I am. I, I, I obviously think my team's a lot better than it is, but uh, RB2 position's a fucking mess. I'm going to probably start Mike Boone this week, so... Kevin, tell me something good or, or bad, I guess. I don't care. Yeah, I, I think uh, you, you missed the window with Khalil Herbert. If, with, when he came, when it was thrusted into the uh, starting role, I, I thought you should have cashed in um, and, and sold him to an RB-needy team. Um, not That's that me, Kevin. I'm the RB-needy team. <laughs> <laughs> but you you were filling in with Rashad Penny and, and company at the time. Um, I think the one that you're going to have to move is Chris Godwin. Um, I, I just don't think the market's going to be out there for Thielen and, and um, Curtis Samuel. Uh, just too many skeptics, I think, of uh, how those guys are going to keep rolling the rest of the year. There's probably better outlook um, from the court of public opinion on Chris Godwin. Uh, I, I think you do make a trade, and I, I suspect it'll be with Chris Godwin. All right. Well, since I offered Kevin a live trade on the podcast, I will do the same for you, Mo. And you, you can tell me. I have two two trades in mind. So you tell me, do you want the blockbuster or do you want a little um, complimentary move? <laughs> All right, let's see what I'm doing. Which one do you want to hear first? Let's save the blockbuster for last. I will trade you live on air. Chris Godwin for Gabe Davis. No. <laughs> you have to live with your Chris Godwin decision. <laughs> or you have to live with your Gabe Davis decision. I'm not gonna take that off your hands. Thirty no, points. I think if you make I think if you make that trade, you could probably flip Gabe Davis for Debo Samuel. <laughs> Can you imagine if I could get if I could get Debo Samuel? All right. Um, all right, What's don't the get me going. The blockbuster is Cooper Cup for Justin Jefferson. Um, let me see your greasy ass team. <laughs> Ooh, baby. If you don't do this trade, you're not a Vikings fan. Throw Jeff Wilson in, I'll trade you Cooper Cup. No. Deals right. off. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, <laughs> let me go let me go take another one of your little pieces here. Maybe we can work a multiplayer deal. <laughs> uh ooh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's not many other pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Carlson is kind of enticing. <laughs> kicker number one baby all right let's make this even bigger i will give you 
Justin Jefferson and Ramondre Stevenson for Cooper Cup and Joe Mixon. No. Cooper, you're getting the best two players in that deal. You're getting the best two points upside (laughs) the remainder of the year. Cooper Cup's better than Justin Jefferson. Joe Mixon's better than Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not getting any better. Right, shoot yourself. Cooper Cooper Cup is the is the number one player in fantasy. Uh right now he is. What about the rest of the He season? has been for he has been for what is it going? Twenty three weeks. I'm not I'm not downgrading from from Cup to Jefferson just because I'm a Vikings fan. Fine. You gotta throw a kicker in there. All right, you can have my kicker, McManus. <laughs> no. Okay. okay, kicker to the trade. Deal. Deal. Okay, I'm going to work a couple side deals, and we'll find a way to get DeAndre Hopkins into this trade. <laughs> a three-team trade? The first three-team trade ever. Hey, man, I, I'm open to trading Cooper Cup, but it has to be for a, like a Justin Jefferson type plus. Um, so yeah, you can marinate that on, on that. No one, no one probably except for you has that, that type of ammo. So it's nice to have assets. It's nice to have assets. You wouldn't know Garrett. (laughs) Another burn on Garrett. Um, we didn't do this before. We usually have a matchup of the week. Uh, let me scroll quickly. Are we going to talk about trucks team at all? (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Sorry, truck. The, the live trade got me too buzzing. Um, you, you know, truck probably would prefer that we don't talk about his team, actually. Yeah, um, I thought I thought it was a pretty bad decision to start Amon Ross St. Brown coming off the injury. You know, the projections was, were high. He ends up only playing like 14 passing down snaps. Uh, that showed only 5.8. Jamal Williams... Williams didn't really get involved. Then Fryermuth out with a concussion. Otherwise, I think this is a pretty easy win for for Brad. Um, had he made the switch from Amon Ra Brown to probably George Pickens, which he was going to do, um, he wins. So this is two straight weeks where Brad could have played Pickens um, and lost out. Uh, Dan, you you just beat Brad. He also said he could have beat you if he made a couple moves. Um, does Brad have any hope? Uh, no, but I'll give him a couple of tips here as I examine his team. Put go. put Devin Duvernay in the fucking lineup, Brad. Okay, that's tip number one. He's had a fair amount of targets in every week. They got him involved in the run game last week. He's a versatile player. Devin Duvernay is worthy of a flex spot this week. All right, that's tip number one. Who are you taking out? Uh, Basically anyone else that's on his team. Okay, and then (laughs) second one here, Brad. Trade Kyler Murray, okay? He has a little bit of value for you. There are teams in this league that need a quarterback. You can do just fine. You'll probably lose a point or two of production there, but we can make a massive upgrade at the tight end position right now with trading Kyler Murray. Two tips for Brad. Yeah, 
I think what Kevin was referring to is you're probably not starting Devin Duvernay over Pittman, St. Brown, or Adams. Um, but you can do whatever you want, Dan. This is not your team. Um, Kevin, I think the three wide receivers are about as strong as you get if you're looking around the league. Um, does he have enough at running back, though? That's the scary part. Um I don't feel good about Algier. I don't feel good about Zeke anymore. Um, it has to be Jamal Williams, which Jamal Williams had been really solid up until this week. Um, New England just shuts out Detroit. Otherwise, Brad, if I mean, if, if Detroit gets a touchdown, it's probably going to Jamal or Amon Ross St. Brown, and he probably wins. Um, I don't think you feel too bad about this loss. Um, there are better days ahead for Brad. I, mean, I do think and th- this, is, this is uh, I'm proposing a new rule for next year. If neither team scores 100 points, they both lose. I call it the earn it rule. You have to fucking score 100 points. Otherwise, you did not earn a fucking win. I don't know, Kevin. I felt like I earned that. I was fucking sweating the entire game on Monday night. So two 50 yard field goals and shove it up your ass. Hey, I I drafted Daniel Carlson on purpose. He's the number one scorer at kicker. You know, if we're going to play kickers, better get a good one, Kevin. I don't know what your greasy ass is doing. <laughs> In the 15th round? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Went um, out of your way. Good job. Proud of you. There you go. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's wrap up the uh, TKD League episode with our matchup of the week. Um, Kevin, I'm going to go, I'm going to put Carter in the matchup of the week, two weeks in a row. I don't know where you wanted to go, but I'm going to put Carter in there. Cause he plays Luke, um, two really good teams, uh, teams that don't really have, um, a lot of holes. Waller was probably gonna be out anyway. So Carter does have to plug and play a tight end. Luke is going to have to plug and play a quarterback. Uh, Dan, who do you have between Luke and Carter this week? You know, it's an interesting matchup. I think two of the top teams in the league, these guys are going to be there in the playoffs. Uh, You just know it at this point. Both these teams are stacked Um, this week. I think I give the edge to, hmm, I think I'm going to go Luke this week Um, for no reason other than I saw Luke this past weekend. And uh, it was nice to catch up with an old friend. Yeah, you don't get to see Luke very often, so good to see. It's good to good to know that he's alive. Yeah, um, I wonder what he's going to do at quarterback, though. That'll be interesting. I forgot it's Derek uh, Derek Carr's on the bye this week. Kevin, who do you got? I also have Luke. Um, similar reasons as Dan. Um, that line is probably going to close up to about even, but Tyreek Hill questionable got his foot stepped on um chris olave i believe was a concussion um one of those guys probably doesn't play um or if they do play it's it's not going to be as much so you're you're probably looking at garrett wilson getting thrown in there and for me that that just pushes luke ahead a little bit cooper cup khalil herbert for jefferson and ramondre Khalil Herbert is a piece of shit. I don't want him. Damn it. 
All right. Uh, that'll be it for Moen McGee on TKD. Um, if you want to hear more, Dan, sounds like he's going to join us on the other three regular episodes of Moen McGee on Fantasy. So uh, I suppose you'll listen to this last. So this message actually isn't going out to anybody, <laughs> as I'm remembering. Um, but uh, still, if you only listen to this one, go back and listen to the other three. Listen to some more, Dan. They're good ones. <laughs>